So the reason why I'm saying stop stretch it because stretching the muscle itself is not going to help the tendon initially, especially if you're in current pain. So if you have pain right now, stretching, if you're not having pain now, like you've recovered from this injury and you're just looking to keep your hamstrings flexible, that's okay. That's fine. It might not be the best thing you can do. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. The best thing you can do to prevent that hamstring pain from coming back. But stretching it is not going to help it get better. And possibly, especially a lot of the runners that I've seen, it's actually contributed to making it worse. So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, educator, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hello, healthy runners. In this episode, we are talking about how you can keep your hamstrings happy and healthy. So have you thought to yourself, will this pain in the butt ever go away? Have you tried rest, ice, and stopping the one activity you love running? And even with that, every time you try to run again or you sit for a long period of time, your butt pain just comes back. So for those of you jumping on here on the live, just type in live into the comment box. And those uh, watching the replay, just type in hashtag team replay. Let me know that you caught this. So this episode was inspired by my interview that I had with Jason Fitzgerald um, in which he wanted me to come on his podcast, the Strength Running Podcast, to talk about hamstrings. Um, we wound up having a really long conversation about one muscle group, and I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity um, to go on the Strength Running Podcast, and many of you may have even found me on that podcast. And, you know, I thank you for being in the Healthy Runner community now, and we can hopefully help keep you healthy running and implement all the great things that Jason uh, believes in as well. So I thought the interview had so much value in it. I asked him if I could share it with our Healthy Runner community. So I just uploaded it um, on the podcast. So that episode dropped last week, episode 23 of the Healthy Runner podcast. And it was a great follow-up to the previous episodes in which my wife shared her story of running her first half marathon when we ran the Disney half marathon, my only in-person race in 2020, and how she overcame her hamstring injury. So the timing was kind of perfect where I uploaded uh, that interview I did with my wife back in January, actually, before all of COVID chaos. And then um, I wound up having the you know talk with Jason. So it just worked out perfectly. So today in this episode, I really want to talk about kind of give you put it all together, package it up in a way. I was trying to think to myself, how can I put this together, package it up in a way that's a little bit different because I don't want to repeat what I just co covered with Jason. So in that episode, just so you know, because if you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend you check out episode 22 of, or episode 23 of the Healthy Runner podcast because in that episode, we got 
deep dive into how to strengthen the hamstrings, how to prevent hamstring injuries, as well as dispel some common myths. So we talked about why runners with hamstring injuries should think twice about pool running. We talked even about um, can heavy shoes, if you're running with heavy shoes, can that impact your hamstring health? And then we also got it in depth into a topic of should runners use NSAIDs or anti-inflammatories? So the Advil, Motrin, those medications, and should you be avoiding them with a hamstring injury? So we got into that. So if you want the answers to those questions, check out episode 23. In today's episode, what we're going to be covering is how I got rid of my upper hamstring tendon pain once and for all and kept it from coming back. And then what does rehab look like to keep you running while recovering from that butt pain, even if you sit too long and you still feel that pain? So we're going to also talk about the single best exercise. Of course, I'm going to have to drop that. Um, you can do to prevent hamstring injuries with your running. So basically, I'm going to really break this down into three simple steps. So that's my goal. We're going to see if I could be concise. Sometimes we get a little verbose here, but I'm going to try to break it down into three simple steps to get rid of your hamstring pain forever so you can have success and do the running that you want to do. So those of you who are jumping here on the live, I see Melissa's here, Trisha's here, Sundar's here, Nina's here, Rachel's here, Lori's here, Linda's here. Thank you so much, guys, for jumping on the live. Um, drop any questions you have into the comment box. I'll be happy to answer them at some point during the live today. Um, so let's also, I kind of, I feel like I need to almost apologize because I was not live here for the last two weeks, if you have noticed. So I broke my streak, but it, it was the midpoint of the year, and I think I deserved a little break. Um, we were going on a streak ever since uh, January, January 1st, 2020. I said, you know, I've been doing this for over a year now, our Monday Night uh, Spark Lives, and I wanted to do that right when we created the, the Facebook group, and they've been fun. I love interacting with you guys. And I said in 2020, I'm not going to miss a week at all. Some weeks it was tough with my clinic schedule. I just needed to get people in on a Monday and it didn't work out um, in the fall, especially with all the races that were going on. So I said in 2020, I'm not going to miss, I'm not going to miss. And I didn't miss. So I needed to take a little downtime with the family. Um, it was a good two weeks of just kind of quality family time. So I thank you guys for understanding um, that I wasn't able to jump on here on the live, but I'm super pumped about getting back in the ring for tonight. So let's get started with our dynamic warm up because we know dynamic warm up is keys to staying healthy as a runner. So for those of you, because it, it's been three weeks since I've done this. So there's been a lot of new group members in the, uh, the healthy runner group. So for those of you that are new and you might not know who I am, I am Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a physical therapist. I'm an educator. I'm a researcher. I'm a running coach. And I'm creator of Spark Physical Therapy, the Healthy Runner podcast, and the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So with my years of experience as a physical therapist, an adult onset runner myself, so it's been nine years since I've been running myself, and the combination of my strength and conditioning background, I really have a passion for helping runners improve all aspects of their performance. So as I mentioned, I'm founder of Spark Physical Therapy, where I provide prehab, rehab, as well as performance training for runners, kind of healthy screening, um, running evaluations to keep runners healthy so they can continue hitting the pavement, doing what they love without pain, rest, or stopping running. 
And that's the important thing we're going to be talking about tonight. If you have hamstring pain or you have that pain at the top of your hamstring, right on your butt bone or your sit bone. So I'm going to pull out my anatomy. This is why I love doing these on Facebook because when we're only on the podcast, unfortunately, those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, you have to click on the show notes and you will see in those show notes, I drop a lot of helpful links and I'm going to drop the link to this blog that's going to have a ton of resources for you. It's going to have the live video of this podcast episode. So then you can see some of the things I'm going to point out as well as the specific YouTube videos of the exercises I'm going to be talking about during tonight's episode. All right. So make sure you check out the blog on the website, or if you always, if you're ever wondering what's the link, just go to www.sparkyourtraining.com. That's home base. You will find the podcast link, you will find the blog link, and then you will see all the blogs right there. I try to make those for you guys a helpful resource, like an all-inclusive package of resources. So I like to include the audio version of the podcast, the video version that we do in the Facebook group, as well as the complimentary YouTube videos of the exercises that we mention in there. And then I'll include some images, I'll include some other things in the blog. So you can always get those blog articles um, on the website. So just so you know, FYI there. The other thing, for those of you that are new and you've liked some of these or you're wondering if, let's say you have IT band syndrome or you have plantar fasciitis and you're wondering, you're like, hey, you know what? Tonight's talk, hamstrings, it's pretty helpful. I wonder if he's done one on plantar fasciitis. I have. So if you go to the topics tab within the Healthy Runner Facebook group, I have it all organized. If you go to topics, you hit Monday Night Spark Live, you will find all the previous in-depth live trainings like we're doing here tonight, all right? So just kind of housekeeping order there uh, in terms of organization. And that's why I love the Facebook group because that's kind of like home base with everything and there's all different topics that I've categorized within there. So I hope that's helpful for you. Um, So Rachel says that, heck yeah, you deserve a break. Thank you, Rachel. I think you deserve a break too. You're killing it. You're killing it with all your yoga classes. So for those of you that are uh, don't know Rachel, she came on uh, the Healthy Runner podcast and talked about yoga for runners and the importance of implementing yoga um, to make you a better running. And the things that resonated with me were like breathing as well as from a recovery standpoint and then even a strength standpoint. So a lot of great stuff in there. Check out that previous episode with Rachel. Check out her Facebook group. Um, she's doing some great things in her Facebook group. Um, Rachel, if you don't mind just dropping that link in the comment box for me, because I know you just recently changed the name and I can't, uh, think of it right off the top of my head. So thank you. I appreciate if you can do that. Um, so let's get into tonight's topic. Um, we're going to be talking three simple steps to get rid of your hamstring pain forever. So the first step is really coming down to finding the root cause of your problem and getting a proper diagnosis. So the hamstring pain I'm going to be talking about today is that upper hamstring pain right at the bottom of your butt bone. It hurts when you sit. It is tolerable usually. This injury is tolerable with your running but it starts to bother you midway through the run or toward the end of the run, or it's more irritable after your run. 
So when you're sitting and if you're, you have a desk job, you're working on your computer a lot and you're sitting a lot, you're going to start to feel that right on that butt bone. And it doesn't feel great. And you got to like switch sides. You're going to have to move your cheek a little bit. You're going to have to stand up. First off, I would highly recommend you stand up as much as possible. I'm a big fan of the sit to stand stations. I have one here in my home office as well as the office um, at school as well. So big fan of that. So that will certainly help you if you do have this problem. So just make sure you you get up and stretch out and get out of the sitting position. But that's the pain that I'm talking about. There are a couple other conditions that runners could have, such as possibly a stress fracture um, in that area, possibly a bursitis, possibly a nerve entrapment. Those are rare. The most common culprit is going to be this proximal hamstring tendinopathy. So it is right where the muscle connects to this sit bone right here. This is the bone you sit on. So if you like feel under your butt, it's like that hard thing. That's a bone, right? What attaches to that is the hamstring tendons. So it's the top tendons connect muscle to bone. So here's our muscle anatomy guy here. If you look, you will have your hamstring muscle. So this is the back of the leg. You will notice that you have outside hamstring muscle. This is your biceps femoris. This is your lateral hamstring, we call it. And then you have two muscles actually on the inside part. It's hard to see on this model, but these are your medial hamstrings. You have a semi-tendinosis and your semi-membranosis. And those three muscles make up your hamstring muscles. And those attach deep up, 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 up at the hip, at your butt bone. And that is usually the site for our distance runners, our marathoners, or if you're a new half marathoner, that you're going to start to feel pain in that area. So the, the first thing is to really properly diagnose it, make sure that's what's causing your pain. And, you know, typically you won't get any pain down the leg with this condition. It's very localized. So it's not shooting into the leg, into the calf. It's not sciatic pain. It's not due to the sciatic nerve. Um, so we want to rule all those things out, make sure it's not that. And then what you need to do is find the root cause of the problem. So the most common culprit, and I really went in depth with this with Jason on our episode 23, the Healthy Runner podcast, on the glutes and the glutes being weak. And usually what happens is the hamstring tendons are trying to do too much work. And if you have weakness in the hamstrings as well, all that stress goes to the tendon. And then that's where the tendon gets irritated. And a tendon that gets irritated, if it's an acute issue, so it just happened within a couple of days ago, we call it tendonitis. This is all simplicity purposes, by the way. If it's more chronic and you've had this pain for a while, weeks, we know that the tendon starts to degenerate and it starts laying down these collagen fibers and fibrin and starts to heal, heals abnormally. You put more stress on it. You still have the weakness because you haven't addressed the root cause of what's causing it. And then that leads to this chronic tendon pain and it, the tendon starts to degenerate. And that's the most common issue we see with runners. And that is what I commonly see um, in the clinic. So it's really a matter of getting down to the root cause of your problem. All right. So that's going to be step number one root cause of the problem. So Rachel, thank you so much. So for those of you listening on the podcast, if you go to Facebook, you will see yoga for runners, online classes and support for the busy runner. That's an awesome Facebook group. Um, check it out, especially if you're into yoga or you're thinking about starting yoga. For those of you that haven't heard my story, 
real quick, I'll try to be as brief as possible. After my hip surgery, my labral repair that I had, that was how I started becoming a runner is because I had that surgery. My surgeon said, don't run on the treadmill. I was running on the treadmill for cardio um, to get lean, right, in the gym. And he said, go outside. So then I went outside. I never looked back since. But when I started running, I got really excited about running and I had muscle imbalances still from my surgery. So the most common weakness we see after a hip arthroscopy when you get a hip scope is glute insufficiency. It's like the most amazing thing. It was really weird because my glute couldn't turn on a day after surgery when I was in the gym the day before surgery. So that muscle imbalance and weakness was still present as I was ramping up my running, unfortunately led to this hamstring tendon pain. And I was dealing with it for like a year. It, it took a while. And of course, I was a little stubborn because, you know, I want to treat myself and I was busy and I couldn't get it taken care of. So I've learned the hard way. So a lot of what I'm telling you is I've experienced it myself. I've witnessed my wife go through it. So I've had to hear her stories in the house and I've helped many runners with this. So I kind of come at it from an experience of different viewpoints. And so that's where I'm kind of coming at this uh, today. So let's get into tip number two or the second step to getting rid of your hamstring pain forever. And that is to fix and get rid of your pain. So how do we fix and get rid of your pain? So how about I start by telling you how not to fix and get rid of your pain? What you should not do. And I want to be very clear on this. What you should not do is stretch your hamstrings. So you did not uh, hear me wrong. I did not uh, make a mistake. Sometimes I do. But I clearly said that you should not be stretching your hamstrings. So just comment below if you've always stretched your hamstrings whenever you felt that they were tight or you think you have tight hamstrings and your go-to is to stretch them because they feel tight. Um, this is a uh, no judgment zone here. So I just want to see, I'm kind of curious. I'm always interested to see what um, runners are doing nowadays. And so let me know in the comment box if you're one of those people who feels tightness back there, or if you've had pain, or if you've had pain anywhere in your body and you're like, oh, it's because I never stretch. And you're like, oh, it's because I'm tight. I need to stretch, right? And I don't, I don't blame you for thinking that because that's how we grew up, right? That's how I grew up. I knew, you know, going through sports, anything I did or injuries, it was always kind of the old adage was like, oh, you got to stretch, you got to stretch, you got to stretch, right? So Melissa says, yep. Uh, Lindy says, yep. Uh, Jessica raised her hand. She's like, yep. Rachel's there with me. Uh, so Nina says she always stretches her hamstrings when they feel tight. So she's shocked right now. So this is where we're myth busting, Nina. We're going to myth bust tonight. Um, so yes, this is the biggest thing that I see. And I actually just talked to a runner on the phone the other day and just injured the hamstring. And I said, what are you doing so far? She said, I'm stretching it. I said, stop stretching it. So the reason why I'm saying stop stretch it because stretching the muscle itself is not going to help the tendon initially, especially if you're in current pain. So if you have pain right now, stretching if you're not having pain now, like you've recovered from this injury and you're just looking to keep your hamstrings flexible, that's okay. That's fine. 
it might not be the best thing you can do. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. The best thing you can do to prevent that hamstring pain from coming back. But stretching it is not going to help it get better. And possibly, especially a lot of the runners that I've seen, it's actually contributed to making it worse. Because that's the common story that I hear is, what have you been doing since the injury? Has it gotten better or worse? And what are you doing? They're stretching it. And then once we eliminate the stretching and we start talking about the strategies and how to get rid of that pain, then their pain starts to go down. So step number two is fix and get rid of your pain. So you're not going to stretch the hamstrings. Okay. You can do some foam rolling to the hamstrings if you feel like they're tight and foam rolling feels like they loosens them up a little bit. That will be fine. Um, that will be fine. But so Melissa's asking, doesn't stretching help with flexibility? So Melissa, great question. Great point. Um, I will definitely refer you back to episode five of the podcast or within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. Go to our Monday Night Spark. You're going to see I did an in-depth topic on soft tissue care for runners. And I really got in-depth into stretching, dynamic, static, how do we treat soft tissue, all of that. But I'm going to try to keep it brief and answer your question. Static stretching can help improve flexibility, but muscle flexibility has never been shown to help decrease injury, especially in runners. Because when you run, your leg is literally bent almost at the angle of this knee, and you're not kicking up here. So you're not a dancer or a gymnast and you're not kicking super high where you don't need super high flexible hamstrings, your running technique, you don't, you don't bring your leg into the position that your hamstring is going to be at its maximal length anyway. So it's not going to help prevent injuries. And really, there's no studies that ever showed that stretching your hamstrings prevents injuries. There's been a lot of studies that have been done because we always thought that. Um, in fact, what they have shown is that strengthening helps prevent injuries to muscles. So that's where we're going to go next with that. But if you want to do some dynamic stretching of the hamstrings, I'm all for that. If you want to do that before you run, uh, Melissa, that would be helpful. Okay. If you want to stretch at the end, static stretch, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's not going to make you worse. If you have current hamstring pain, I would say no. But if you don't have pain, then yeah, you could do some stretching if you have time. But again, priority-wise, you're going to need to prioritize your strengthening first. And that's why in the first five episodes of the podcast, if you haven't listened, three out of the five principles in, to becoming a healthy runner relate to strengthening. So strengthening running specific muscles, strengthening on one leg, and then jump training, which is a form of strengthening plyometric uh, training. So that's why I weighted those a lot higher because those are the things you really want to um, you really want to do. So Rachel's going to add in a fun fact for us yogis who do a lot of forward folding or stretching their hamstrings get somewhat called yoga butt, which 100% you're talking about now. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, uh, Rachel. I would say that is the case. And um, thank you for integrating that because I'm sure there are some people who have done that. And I think it's all about the control with your stretching too. And that's why I like Rachel's classes too with yoga and it's because it's more of a dynamic stretching and you're moving throughout the movement, you're controlling it and you're actually using some strength of your muscle. So that's where that's important. So I'm glad that was helpful for you, Melissa. Uh, thanks for your question. Um, 
So Trev's saying, uh, wouldn't it be better to do deceleration training for hammies? Absolutely. Trev, nice job. Yes, so that's where we're going next. So I'm going to go right there. That's a perfect segue. Thank you so much for adding in that comment. The deceleration training that Trev is talking about is what we call eccentric strengthening, meaning your muscle is actually lengthening like it was if it was being stretched, but your body needs to control the leg or your body weight as you come forward and decelerate it. So the examples, there's going to be a couple of examples of exercises that are like key that I give runners who have this problem. I'm going to give you the first one that I start out with is, let's say, a bridge. So for those of you that don't know, I'm going to try to describe this as best as possible. Lying on your back, your knees are bent, you lift your butt up, that's a bridge, right? Do those single leg and on one leg and then elevate your foot on a step, so the bottom step of your staircase, maybe on a couch surface, and now do a one-legged bridge and then slowly lower your body down. So take five seconds to lower your body down. That's what Trev's talking about is your hamstrings and your glutes are working with that exercise are going to work eccentrically to decelerate your body weight. So that's a great starting point. Next, my favorite exercise that's going to give you the most bang for your buck is going to be what we call the Nordic hamstring curl. So that's where you're going to be on your knees and you're going to slowly bring your body forward and maybe tap a couch surface or a chair. Or if you have really strong hamstrings, then you can go all the way down to the floor and do a plyo push-up up. So there's a whole progression of that. And if you guys aren't familiar with these exercises, just type in Nordic into the comment box on Facebook, and I will drop the link to my YouTube channel of both the single leg bridge and then the Nordic hamstring curl. Again, these will definitely be in the blog article that I put together this week for you. Um, But if you want those right now to take a look at, at those, just drop that into the comment box. I'm also going to attach another exercise I love to do is like an eccentric heel slide. So you can do that bridge and then you take like a slider, place it under your foot, or maybe if you have hardwood floors, a sock, and then slowly slide your foot out away from your butt. Take five seconds to lower that out. Super hard for the hamstrings. Great challenge. It's working that muscle eccentrically while it's lengthening, but you're strengthening while you're lengthening. The beauty of eccentric training as well, you're going to get more bang for your buck because you're not only going to strengthen, but you're also going to improve some muscle length. So going back to the original comment we had here on Facebook that Melissa said, doesn't stretching help flexibility? Melissa, there's actually some pretty uh, emerging research right now. Again, it's emerging. A couple of published articles that looked at eccentric strengthening and showing that it actually improved flexibility. So again, you know, the, this, this all takes a while for us to change um, our patterns and we learn from training and how best to train, but the pendulum is certainly shifting and it has shifted within the rehab sports medicine world for, I would say the last decade now, I've been a physical therapist 18 years and the last decade we really shifted away from the no static stretching, um, especially if your muscles are cold, definitely do that at the end of your workout When your muscles are filled with blood flow, they're more pliable. They're going to be less resistant to the stretch because our body's made up of these protective receptors that if you take something past its length, it's going to fight back and it's going to protect and it's not going to be able to relax. 
So that's where some of the yoga classes come in handy because you work on your relaxation techniques as well um, and your breathing. So if you can incorporate that, then that is super helpful um, when you're doing that. So Sundar says, sometimes I felt hamstring tightness two days after a long run or harder workouts. Is that common? Um, absolutely. Definitely, Sundar, especially if you did a lot of hamstring work. Um, that is common. Usually, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness or what we call DOMS is when your muscles are sore from basically overloading that muscle. And that's how our muscles um, grow. And that's how our muscles get stronger. You get hypertrophy, you get growth of the muscle, you increase strength by adding that stimulus and stress. So the good thing is that you added stimulus and stress. The soreness factor is the fact you added stimulus and stress and that's your body growing and that's why it's important for recovery. So that's the, the prime time, you know, when you want to make sure you're doing everything for recovery, whether it is your foam rolling, whether it is your dynamic stretching, whether it is your nutrition, your hydration, right, your sleep, all of that is going to play a role into recovery because that means you had a really good workout. Um, so that is completely common and par for the course. So the other thing that I want to that I want to stress, guys, in fixing and getting rid of your pain is the strengthening and the eccentric strengthening. So we're loading the tendon, loading the tissue, but then also progressing it to weight bearing because when you run, you're weight bearing. So standing, so doing some standing progressions. Um, so whether it's a single leg rear deadlift or RDL or another exercise I love is the airplane exercise, which is a great one to control your body weight as you come forward. Um, so Again, I'm going to drop all those in the blog article that will describe all of these. But let's get to our third and final tip here is how are you going to get rid of your hamstring pain for good is going to strengthen and make your body more resilient so there's less likely a chance of this occurring again in the future so you can stay at your peak performance. So... Yeah, I really didn't mention before when we're fixing your pain, not only are you going to fix it with exercise, but there's definitely manual therapy techniques that a, a skilled clinician can do to help you um, if you're in your local area. So I help a lot of runners who have this pain in person through my clinic if you're in Connecticut or virtually. Virtually, we don't have the option of doing hands-on treatment, but I would say you're going to get you know, 80, 90, 90% success with some of the things I've outlined in step number two, but sometimes it does require some manual therapy techniques, whether or not that's dry needling to the muscle itself, soft tissue work to the muscle, um, whether it's joint work to the hip joint itself, the knee joint, uh, mobilization, manipulation, whatever kind of manual therapy technique, but that is going to help fix and get rid of that pain. But the third step, and this is the important step, this is the most important step, and it's often the step that for those of you who have maybe had traditional physical therapy in the past, you might have been told that your insurance was running out, um, you know, you were going and they were just like, oh, you only got two more visits and bye-bye, you're discharged. And you were feeling better and you're like, okay, I think I'm going to be good. I'll just continue with my home program and I'm going to just keep running, right? Or I'm going to go back to running. And then your pain comes back because you didn't make your body stronger and more resilient to tolerate the demands of your training. So think of your injury as a progression and you wanna gradually progress. So when we're getting someone better from an injury, it's a matter of 
pain level should be decreasing and then your activity level it's like an inverse relationship for those uh those math or science geeks out there right so we're doing an inverse relationship your pain levels are coming down and your training and the amount of strengthening you're doing is going up and those should be gradual progressions so it's a seamless transition and it's not so much like you go and get fixed or you go and get treatment from a chiropractor, a massage therapist, physical therapist, medical doctor, whoever. And then it's like, oh, I'm fixed. Now I could start running again. No, you need to think about that as a progression. All right. And that is going to be key in keeping your pain from coming back. So how do we kind of prevent it from coming back? It's going to be the foam rolling the strengthening, the loading of the tendon, um, that is going to be the keys to keeping that coming back. <laughs> so Jessica's saying dry needling, thumbs up. Um, so for those of you that don't know, dry needling is the same needles that acupuncturists would use, but us as physical therapists, we use it to treat specific muscles. So for the hamstring injuries, I will do that in the actual hamstring muscle belly itself, and we'll treat the trigger points in that muscle. So if there's a painful spot when I palpate, when I poke at that muscle and that reproduces pain, and especially if it's an active trigger point, it might even refer pain down further. And that's like a hot spot, right, in that muscle. So we can go in, our needle goes deeper than our hands do, and we can reach deeper into that muscle, cross-sectional area of that muscle, and then clear that trigger point. Um, so those are the things that we can do. Um, the other thing that I wanted to announce that I was really, really excited to kick off last week is I kicked off my beta program or my pilot program for the Spark Run Coaching uh, program. And that has been really, really rewarding so far. And I really love the group um, that we have. I wanted to keep it really small. I announced it on one of the Monday Night Spark Lives and just took the first five people that said they were interested and we got on a conversation and it was a good fit. So we're working together and I'm really excited to see the progress um, of these runners leading up to our virtual Spark Your Soul half marathon. So that's like four weeks away. So I'm getting excited for that. And there's gonna definitely be more information for you coming in the future. If you are interested in getting a, another approach, if you've had a coach in the past and, you want, and you've been dealing with injuries and having someone who has a rehab background, a physical therapist, and has helped heal runners from injuries in the past, but also can build your training program so you don't get injured, you don't have pain, you don't have those aches and pains along the way, and to give you that guidance and accountability. There'll be more information on that. I trust you. This is something that I, I'm really excited about, and it's been very rewarding so far. So let's get to our final stretch. So our final stretch is going to be, I usually ask the question of if I can change one thing about the misconception of hamstring pain in runners, what would that be? So if you guys, if you've been listening at all, you would know what that is, is it is to stop stretching your hamstrings and focus on strengthening. And I think I stressed that enough, so I'm just going to leave it for that. I'm going to leave it right there, um, but let's recap what we covered in today's live um, podcast in, uh, interview or self-interview, I guess it is. Um, I covered three simple steps to get rid of your hamstring pain forever. So the first step is to find the root cause of your problem and properly diagnose it. Make sure it is the hamstring. So don't just guess. Don't just 
pull up Dr. Google and just guess what you have. See a medical practitioner um, who's going to properly give you a good diagnosis. And then you need to fix and get rid of your pain, step number two. And then we talked about that you need to become stronger, healthier, and get a more resilient body so there's less likely of a chance of this reoccurring again in the future so you can stay at your peak performance and hit your running goals. So I'm sure there'll be many runners who heard this podcast or watched the YouTube video um, and or watch this within the Healthy Runner Facebook group who need a little bit more guidance. So you may be a runner that is trying to stay healthy, right? It's crazy times we live in. We all need our running now more than ever. And maybe you can't train because the pain is stopping you from meeting the goals that you want to hit. Or you're worried that the injury will limit you from doing what you love um, or working out. Maybe you're getting back into gyms as they're reopening and you're like, wow, I haven't been doing much and now I have this pain. Or you might kind of wonder, hey, is this going to like cause any long-term damage um, in the future if I don't take care of this? So, you know, you might even seen another medical provider who just told you to stop running, right? And you don't want to stop. So I have a unique treatment approach that focuses on solving these problems with the runners that I help at Spark Physical Therapy. I combine a manual hands-on techniques with guided supervised exercises to help you get stronger, pain-free, and perform at your peak potential so you can get back on the road doing what you love. My goal is to keep you active and on the road so while you're recovering from the injury and not shutting you down. So if I would love to be able to help you guys so you can easily just reach out either via my website. You will see at sparkyourtraining.com. You can inquire about availability and cost. Um, you can reach out to me on Facebook through Facebook Messenger to shoot me a message, and I'll be happy to jump on a call with you, and we can discuss it if it's a good fit for us to meet, and I can get you going on the road to success. Please also share this episode with a friend who needs some help with their running. So if they're having that stubborn hamstring pain, that butt pain that they've been telling you about and you're not doing anything about it, just share this video with them. It should be able to get them at least on the right uh, steps. Um, so thank you all for those of you that jumped on here on the live. And uh, thank you for those listening on the podcast and those who caught the replay on the uh, YouTube channel. So remember, every Monday night around 8 p.m., we were a little late today. My daughter had a Zoom meeting and I didn't want to compete with her meeting um, within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule so you can get all of your running questions answered. Thank you again and stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you and I hope you got a lot of value out of it and I hope that becoming a healthy runner is as exciting for you as it is for me. I hope you can see that this podcast can not only benefit your running, but your overall health as well. If I said something that resonated with you, then jump over to our free Facebook group called Healthy Runner. I give live trainings in there every single week to the hundreds of members. I answer questions directly in there and absolutely love hearing the takeaway and wins that you have from this show. More on the show at sparkyourtraining.com for our latest articles, resources, and specific exercise videos I mentioned in the show. You can also head over to any of my social media accounts 
at Spark Your Training, where I include lots of free content for all the ideas I talked about in the show. If you have learned anything from this podcast, I would really appreciate if you headed over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and rated and reviewed it, as well as pass it along to your runner friends so they can have the same tools and ideas that you now have. If you have any questions, suggestions, and show ideas, the best way to reach out is through your favorite social media platform. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Now it's time to strap in and get ready for the next episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast.